everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Today is Fantastic Fellows Friday, and I apologize for putting this episode on late. It just was a crazy Friday. But the person I want to talk about, I decided to uh, focus on this gentleman because, as we know, last weekend was the Super Bowl, and he is an NFL player. So I wanted to end this week talking about him because of that. Not because he's a player, but because football is kind of still fresh on our minds and he's doing so many amazing things. I wanted to talk about him because he's a fantastic fellow. And his name is Michael Thomas. Now, there's several people with that name, and it's not the one from New Orleans. This is the gentleman who plays for the Houston Texans. And the reason he caught my attention is because I was watching him on a couple shows where he was not only talking about his football camp, but his main conversation was talking about the financial literacy uh, information he is teaching the same players that he is coaching in his camp. And I have two different interviews with him where he's talking about it. And I'm going to play them in this episode. But I just want to talk about not only his financial literacy camp, but as I was doing research on him, I found out he was doing something at the beginning of the football season that was impactful regarding ending racism. So I'm going to talk about that first because I did not know this. And I'm going to make one of the pictures, um, his the picture on this episode, you'll see the T-shirts that I'm referencing. And it was saying that on week one of the NFL season kickoff, Thousands of players stood together in solidarity in their flight against racism and systematic oppression. Their message presented on black T-shirts worn as they arrived at stadiums and took the field for pregame warmups. It was clear and impossible to distort. He's quoted as saying, an injustice against one of us is an injustice against all of us. The front of the shirts Red, printed over the shadow statement, one team. Above the logos of the National Football League and NFL Players Association. And see, I didn't even notice all that at the beginning of the football season. Now, on the back of the t-shirt reads, in racism in big black letters. They said that the shirts was the product of a collaboration from Michael Thomas his apparel company, and the National Football League Players Association. The NFL and Nike, which owns exclusive on-field apparel rights, they signed off on the project. So he started the season off already, just trying to make a difference about racism in America. Months of planning and discussion made it all possible after, after the response this weekend, he said an admission hit its mark. He's quoted as saying, it's one thing if we all had great messages on a team by team basis. But he told USA Today Sports, but to look up and on Sunday to see all of the players from across the league wearing that t-shirt, it gave me 
I don't even know how to say it. It was surreal. It gave me a feeling that everyone is in this together. It's a brotherhood in the NFL, but everybody was supporting the message. All of us want to end racism. All of us want true justice in this country. So for all of us to come together, be on the same page, trying to share the same message on game day, that was huge, especially for opening weekend. Now, see, I'm a big football fan, and I'm not going to lie. I didn't even realize it was across the league. So I want to just, I had to start off talking about that first. And he was saying the idea was first hatched in late May, troubled by the killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Aubrey. He and his fellow players tried to come up with a way to use, this is what people should be thinking about, to use their resources and platform to draw attention to the need to further the fight against racism and police brutality against people of color. He's quoted as saying, it was very clear. There was no reading between the lines and trying to figure out what message we were trying to put out. No, it reads very clear. An injustice against one of us is an injustice against all of us in racism. There was nothing people could try to take and use to their own narrative. And it kept us true to the movement and it spoke directly to what we were trying to do. It was very intentional. Now, and they said in, van, in, in advance of Sunday's opener, that was the first game of the league, 3,500 t-shirts were distributed to the NFL players. Thomas and the National Football League Players Association sent another 2,000 shirts to fellow athletes in the NBA, WNBA, and the Major League Baseball player unions. He's quoted as saying, I love the fact that all the players actually liked the shirts and wore them. It also was well received by fans. You know, the ones who are going to comment or anything, as you saw in Kansas City, when they booed as oh i didn't know that when they booed us just for locking arms there's going to be that crowd anyway and that's true you know when colin kaepernick did the kneel you saw what happened there they actually made it so bad he couldn't even play in the league anymore and he was saying years ago what we are saying now and what people of color have been saying and I just, I, I, I'm just so at all when you do research, the different stuff you see players are doing. He goes on to say, but for anybody else who's following the movement and understanding what we were trying to do, they found it unifying. Obviously, wearing T-shirts isn't enough. Who added Thomas, who had joined, who, excuse me, who has joined other players in continuing to lobby lawmakers for police reform while also heavily investing time and resources in voter rights initiatives and education. Wearing t-shirts, 
That's not the objective, but it does allow us to be visible. And it was clear that, yes, we have to go back to work. And yes, we have a job to do. But we understand what's going on in our country. Black, white, Hispanic, we all understand that color doesn't matter. We all see it and we're all trying to fight for the whole thing. I had to start it off with that because even though the season's over, we have to keep in mind this is a movement of justice in America. That was one of the reasons why Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy decided to do this podcast because I, I, I created the organization first. And with COVID, it's a little hard for me to get out in the streets. So I decided to open it up through the airwaves. And I was so glad that I saw him. You know, he was all over the different channels um, that I'm going to share the audio with the weekend before the Super Bowl. And you will hear in both video, uh, audios, their videos, but you'll hear the audio that in both of them, you will hear that Michael Thomas was also nominated for the Walter Payton uh, Player of the Year Award. They're going to wish him luck, but as we all know, he didn't get it. Russell Wilson, he did receive the award, and I'm a major Russell Wilson fan, so I'm glad. But I, I'm glad that Michael Thomas was nominated. Now, what he went on to talk about, which is what I want to focus on now, is financial literacy. He was saying that a major problem with many Americans is basic financial literacy and it's because oftentimes children aren't taught about savings accounts and paying bills and paying taxes. Now, that is true because I know when I was growing up, we didn't learn any of that. So we learned that kind of like on the ground, what they said, on the job training as we literally had to do it. We didn't learn how to even open up an account. So I know growing up. I was really shocked of all the things we didn't know when I became an adult. So I made sure I taught my daughter the value of all that, especially the value of money, because she used to think that I could just go to an ATM and get free money. And I had to explain to her that if you didn't have money in this account, that card will reject it or depending on your circumstances, the ATM machine might eat the card, but. She didn't know. She just knew we sh we roll up to the ATM, usually a drive through. I put in numbers and money came out. So I taught my daughter at an early age the value of money and um, explained to her bills and taxes and open up a savings account where she would understand the purpose for saving. So I am really excited that he decided to not just invest in his community with a football league, but he also, as you will hear him explain, had a couple of hours before practice to school them. Because as we know, a lot of athletes dream to be big in the professional league, but unfortunately, a lot of them will not make it. Or sometimes they make it and get hurt and can no longer play. So they need to know how to manage their money. And I really thought it was really great the way he taught them about money, which you will hear in the audio. 
You know, Michael Thomas is known, as they say, for his work on the field as a safety for the Houston Texans, but he also runs a free, check that out, free youth football camp that teaches kids about applying to college, budgeting, and investing. He discusses the importance of teaching financial literacy while you're young. He's a Houston native, and he always been on the forefront of making the community around him a better place in route, which is why he uh, was nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's focused on social justice issues, and his approach has been twofold, centering on advocacy and education while driving legislative change. And see, I always mention how important voting locally is because legislature, excuse me, legislative change comes when you vote the right people in that will listen to their constituents and will make change for their community. So I always talk about the importance of local voting. So he's taking it to a whole nother level. In 2020, he created the unique design of the National Football League Players Association t-shirt, as I mentioned, and racism. That's what it says on the back, which if you go on my podcast app and listen to this, that's going to be the picture that I show. Um, it, it's a, a in racism pre-game warm-ups organized a Texan players only video calling for social justice reform and it generated over $17,000 for historical black colleges and universities known as HBCU scholarship funds by auctioning off special game memorabilia. Look at that. He's doing a lot. I didn't know none of this. So after I started listening to what he was saying, I decided to do the research and I said, you know what? He is a fantastic fella. I have to put him on Fantastic Fellow Friday, and I thought it would be more appropriate to do it now because, one, we just finished the Super Bowl less than seven days ago, and also, we are in Black History Month, and I want to honor him during Black History Month. You know, lastly, you know, they said his annual free football camp is called Camp Mike T. is reflective of his dedication to empower young Houstonians while providing them with the additional resource to become impactful citizens in today's society. Look at that. So you get two for one when you go to his football camp because as you will hear in the audio, he teaches them things about financial literacy. Check this out. In San Antonio, now I don't know who this investor is. They call, they said he's a GameStop kid investor named Jaden Carr. You know, he's getting financial literacy advice from Michael Thomas. They said, um, <laughs> this young man is, uh, is, is, is amazing. It's amazing. You know, they said that, uh, working, 
with so uh, working on social justice advocate. He's working with an organization called Gold Setter, a black owned app. Listen to that. Check it out. Gold Setter is a black owned app geared towards providing minority kids with the tools to navigate their first banking experience to set them on the path of financial freedom. They said that professional athletes like NBA player Chris Paul helped Gold Setter launch a campaign for Black History Month to draft one million kids to sign up on Gold Setters. So if you have a young child that you want to get into the know of learning how to deal with banking, I suggest that you check out the app Gold Setter. And it's spelled G-O-A-L-S-E-T-T-E-R. So Michael Thomas, he heard about the initiative and he heard about this young man, Jaden Carr's story. And in recent days, and he knew he wanted to be involved and in including that young man, that San Antonio kid in his draft. So look at that. This is just so amazing to me. But I want you to hear in Michael Thomas's own words. He was on Stephanie Rule. I love Stephanie Rule on MSNBC talking about it. And yes, they are going to ask him about uh, nominate being nominated for the Walter Payton Player of the Year Award. And he was also on CNBC, which if any of you watch CNBC, it's a financial channel, mo- ma- excuse me, mainly. And the man on there asked him about this. And so you may hear similar questions, but there are a lot of separate questions, which is the reason why I wanted to play both audios. So I'm going to play them back to back before we end this episode and check this out. Have tried to open up the stock market to more people. That is great if people know what they're doing. But a huge struggle for many Americans is basic financial literacy. We don't offer it in our public school curriculums. I'm talking about opening up a savings account, paying your bills, paying your taxes, getting a mortgage. We do not teach these things, at least outside the home. And I want to bring in my next guest who is trying to change that, at least in his community. He is known for his work on the field as a safety for the Houston Texans. But Michael Thomas also runs a free youth football camp that teaches kids not just about football, but applying to college, budgeting, and investing. It has earned him the nomination for this year's Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, which will be given on Saturday. And I can tell you, he's the person I am rooting for. The NFL NFL star joins us now. Um, Michael, thank you for all that you're doing. Tell us about this camp off the field, what you're doing for these kids and why. Right. No, first off, thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a youth camp that I put on every single summer called Camp Mike T., and obviously the kids are excited. They want to, you know, come in and compete with 707 and win the awards and trophies. But early in the morning, you know, we start with an academic component. And you're like, man, you're putting these kids through, you know, academics. They come up for a football camp. But honestly, we keep it fun. Uh, we go from like 830 in the morning to about 1130, then beat them. But, you know, from the very beginning at 830, they're learning about SAT, ACT prep, uh, how to apply for colleges. And one of the speakers might start off 
and they'll ask a question and you know one of the kids will raise their hand and answer and give a good answer and you know we'll start we'll give them like you know an xbox or a ps5 gift card and then next thing you know you just see all the kids raising their hands and it's just becoming you know engaging it's back and forth uh, and, and they really take a lot out of it. But I think the main part that they really enjoy is the financial literacy part. And that's because, you know, we'll go through really just a whole breakdown of like, hey, how many of y'all know, you know, if, if, if somebody signed for a $1 million contract, you know, how much they're really taking home? And we just break it down from there, you know, from taxes to the fees they might have to pay, uh, the union dues, you know, and then, and then it, it just helps them, you know, open their minds and they take away a lot from it and, and, and they're leaving that camp. Well, way more knowledge about, you know, life and, and, and what it takes to actually, you know, balance, uh, you know, a, a, a checkbook and having a savings account and stuff like that. And I think we pour into them and it's way more impactful for those kids when they leave. What made you decide to do this? You're a father yourself. Absolutely. For me, it was it was just the fact that I had my parents home and, you know, and they were present. And they made sure that they poured into, you know, our lives and, and gave gave us a whole bunch of tools that would, that would help us be successful, you know, outside of, you know, whatever our profession may be. But not every kid growing up in my neighborhood had that. And my parents actually were mothers and fathers to those kids as well. So my, my thing was I always just wanted to make sure if I ever got the opportunity, I'll pour back into kids in the neighborhoods that come from where I'm from because I know they don't have the same access I've had. They, don't, they haven't had the same experiences I've had. And, you know, any type of resource, any type of, type of knowledge I've gotten, I want to make sure that I give back to those kids and communities I come from. How about your prediction for Sunday? We've got your knowledge. We know about your skills. Any prediction for Sunday's big game? Man, look, you're trying to get me in trouble this morning, isn't it? Making plays on Sunday is what Houston Texans safety Michael Thomas might do for a living. But it's the many important issues he is tackling off the field including teaching young people about money that has become his mission. It's just one of the reasons why Michael is nominated once again for the NFL's Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. As you know, CNBC has a financial wellness and education initiative in partnership with Acorns, the saving and investing app. It's called Invest in You, Ready, Set, Grow. We welcome now Michael Thomas. Congrats on the nominations. Good to see you today. Uh, thank you so much, man. Good to see y'all as well. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's good having you. And really, your focus on financial literacy really stems from what you didn't know uh, right. when you were a kid. Right. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity for me every time I host my youth football camp, Camp Mike T in Houston, uh, to just provide resources to the kids that, you know, I didn't have growing up that I wish I had. And, uh, you know, give me so much access from, you know, the college I went to, the people I've met, especially my experience in the NFL, you know, it's only right that I give back, especially when it comes uh, to financial literacy and investing and whatnot. You know, you mentioned the football camp. Uh, we should let everybody know, number one, it's a free football camp. Number two, it extends far beyond uh, skills needed on the field. We're talking yeah. about SAT prep, how to apply for college, how to handle money, uh, cost of living, budgeting taxes, um, contracts, the, the, the overall message here is that you may love football, but the chances of you getting a college scholarship or being in the NFL are small. Right, and, and that's the thing. Like, we're not trying to kill any of the kids' dreams, right? Obviously, you know, the football camp is probably what, what got the kids even wanting to come to, the, come to Camp Mike T, right, the football aspect of it. But we want to always just try to provide them with other things that might grind their horizons, you know, open up their minds and start thinking about other things that, you know, could probably carry them a long way outside of football, right, outside of athletics. And even though we do all those components of teaching SAT prep, 
you know, how to apply to colleges, talking about financial literacy, right? We keep it fun for the kids, right? We'll probably start at 8.30 in the morning, my man, and we'll go to about 11.30 uh, just doing the academic part before we even touch the field. But even from 8.30 when the first, you know, aspect of the camp come and we're, you know, talking about SAT prep and how to sign these kids up to a program to make sure they're getting the resources they need to score well on these tests, you know, we'll have one of the kids, you know, ask a question or answer a question that the uh, speaker, uh, you know, gives them. And if they answer something correctly, I'll say, you, you know what, you play Xbox or PS4. It's an Xbox. I'll hand them a gift card, and the next day, you know, you see all the kids raising their hands, and they're racing to try to answer questions. It's just really engaging and back and forth, man, so it's fun. I, I know that giving back has always been important to you, and, and a quote that I read in, the, in a story that we wrote about you on CNBC.com, um, I thought was really poignant. I wanted your reaction to it. You say, quote, even as a kid, I thought if I make it to the NFL, I'll always come back and give that experience to kids, regardless of whether it's a surprise. You're talking about a surprise visit, which obviously kids are excited about, or a constant support system. I mean, where does that come from inside of you to want to do that? Absolutely, man. And I, I got to give a lot of credit to my parents. I mean, my mother just passed away. She instilled a lot in me of just always want to be present in the community. I always want to give back. And sometimes it might not even be resources for us, like money and scholarships. It might just be your time, right? And she was just visible the whole time, you know, when I was growing up. So I, I think I get a lot of from her and my dad just being that example of going to work every single day and uh, also trying to be like youth football coaches and stuff and the impact that they had to maybe some other kids who didn't have their parents in their life. So I think that's probably instilled in me. And then, like, I, like you said, alluding back to that story that y'all wrote about me, I mean, as a kid, I grew up, you know, you see the Play 60 commercials, I always wanted, like, an NFL player to come and, you know, just be present. I surprised us with one of those, like, style uh, commercials. And I said, if I ever made it, I always make sure I give back. And every time I do my Camp Mike T or I'm doing some type of community event, I see the, uh, the smiles on those kids' faces. I see how it lights up. I see the effect it has even on their parents and, you know, the, the, the positive impact it has on the community. So I would just try to give back as much as I can. I mean, you're a leadership uh, in the locker room and, and elsewhere, obviously, through your work on, on social justice and, and financial literacy at all ages, uh, really. Another thing that stuck out, stuck out to me is that you've been a captain uh, on three different teams. Um, and how you're judged by your peers says a lot about a, a man or a woman. Uh, what does leadership mean to you? Absolutely, man. And it's all type of leaders, right? There's, there's the vocal leaders, there's those that just lead by example, and, and everybody in between. And for me, the biggest thing is just serving. You know, I, I, I see myself as just trying to be as genuine as possible, trying to be real, be the same person every single day, and uh, serve my men and trying to get better, man. That's all I try to do, regardless if it's something on the field, if I can offer perspective and how they can get better, how we can, you know, work together to, you know, try to try to make a play and, you know, help this team win, or if it's something off the field. If, it, if they're going through something, just trying to be that ear. You know what I'm saying? If they, they might be going through something, you know, in their career, you know, based on my experience, based on what I've seen, I think you should handle it like this. And I was just trying to offer that perspective, and that's who I am as a leader. And I think over over the course of my career, over the, you know, all the teams I've been on, many people probably see, you know, have seen that same side of me, and that's probably why they view me as a leader. And, you know, it's a huge honor. It's humbling for me, especially as someone who, you know, came to this league undrafted, spent time on the practice squad. You know, it, it's humbling for me, my man. Yeah, I, I bet it is. Uh, we wish you well. Hope you win the award. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate you and everything that you're you're doing uh, for our young people. I appreciate it. All right. That's Michael Thomas joining us there. Wow. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we did not grow up with any of that. 
And a lot of stuff, as we know, was not taught in school. It may be taught now, but the fact that he thought that it was a good thing to do that, bravo to Michael Thomas and the Houston community for being receptive of his league and the parents who are honored to have their children in this program. I just wanted to say thank you for being a fantastic fellow on this Friday, Michael Thomas. So I'm going to close this episode out. And I ask that you follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in Advocacy, capital L as in Ladies. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to give us a call at 855, excuse me, 404-855-7723. And you can definitely send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And I definitely want you to follow us, not just on Podbean, but on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, or Alexa TuneIn. And put your notification on so that every time I publish an episode, you will get notification which episodes are done on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Well, it's Valentine's Day weekend, so I hope you lovebirds uh, be safe because the coronavirus is still out there. And I just want to make sure that you are enjoying yourselves, sharing the love, but don't share too much because we still need you to be here when it's all over with on February 15th. So I would like to end my episode with my favorite question. What do you have to say? Thank you for listening.